What's up, guys? Thursday afternoon here in Detroit. It is the wrap with Maz and friends. Uh, we only have one of the friends and a special guest in here in the studio with us in the Warren RV Storage Studios. Uh, Warren RV Storage at 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren. Uh, the largest RV storage facility in the area. Dozens and dozens of amenities. Great sponsor of our, our podcast here. Uh, go see our guy, Roger Z. Again, Warren RV Storage, 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren. Uh, give him a call. Ask for our guy, Roger Z. So uh, picking right up where we left off, we, we got our guy, Larry Lee, here today. Larry, thanks again for being with us. Uh, we, uh, you, were, you were telling some great stories at the end, so that, 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 let's, let's kind of do some rapid fire. So you were kind of talking about you know, Wilbur Marshall bugged the crap out of you, that he was a big <laughs> trash talker. Yeah. Who were who some of the other guys that... You've talked about some of your great friends. Who are some guys that just drove you nuts that you just that you just didn't like them? Besides Wilbur, go start with Wilbur and go on from there. Uh, you know, basically, I, I you know I get along with everybody. No, one of the nicest people on earth. It's true. <laughs> but, it's true. But Wilbur, you know, uh, there was um, uh, what was the outside linebacker's name with the four? Tim Harris. Okay. Well, with the 49ers, I think he went to eventually went to Green Bay or something. He was another one of those talkers, man, that you just, you know, just will you shut up, you know, sure. kind of thing, and you get into it. And I was I was a different kind of offensive lineman. Most offensive linemen are, are kind of, you know, laid back, meek, you know, kind sure, of. Sure, sure. I would talk mess, too. I'd, I'd talk okay. back with them. I wouldn't necessarily initiate it. But you would give it back But to I would him. give it back to okay. them and, you know, talk a little noise here and there. And it just made the game fun, you know, and and keep it keep it good. Uh, I remember um, uh, my man with Dallas, uh, the all-star, all-Hall of Fame uh, uh, D-lineman linebacker. Jeff Coat. No, when Jim was in our class eighty one as well. There you well. go, another name. Another name, but uh, um, Randy White. Randy White. Okay, there you we know go. Randy White. Uh, you know we had a few little comments sure. for each other during the game, uh, kind of thing. But for the most part, uh, you know that, that that era. That's what it was all about, anyway. Because uh, a lot of folks love that that era of of the NFL. And sure. A lot of lot of noise talking going on. You okay. Know? So. But, the- but good back and forth. Right, you know. right. Now, um, you mentioned one of my all-time favorite players that, that you, you stay in contact with, Richard Dent. Talk about Richard Dent a little bit. I'm a big Richard Dent fan. Obviously, the MVP of Super Bowl twenty. We kind of talked about that. Give us a couple. You know, give us a little uh, Richard Dent story. Richard, Richard's. Uh, I tell you what, um, my Richard Dent story is that you know playing against each other, we just you know didn't really know. I mean, we respected each other, but not a, a whole lot of. Uh, you know, jaw jacking or anything. But was Richard a talker, or did he just play? He would talk a little bit, okay, but not not a whole lot. Sure. But the, my biggest Richard Dent story is that um, you know, with my band I do now, uh, Richard called and my band played his Hall of Fame party. That's you know, awesome. Over in Canton, so okay. uh, and I talked to him maybe about three weeks ago. And That's awesome. He just launched a new um, a new app um, dealing with. Uh, uh, his, uh, minority uh, uh, content, you know, and, and everything, which uh, he was proud to, to tell me about. So I f- I can't think of the name right now. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> but well, we I, have you back on. You can, yeah, you can and make I'll tell sure you. But uh, he, he just lost an app, and he was telling me all about it. And uh, But we had a ball at his Hall of Fame party. My band played at his party. And, and we've been fortunate. We've done, like, five Hall of Fame parties. We did uh, Charlie Sanders' party. We did... Uh, Richard Dent's, we did Ken Easley's, we did um, Cortez Kennedy's, and there's one more. Cortez, Richard, Ken Easley. Oh, we were scheduled to do um, 
the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. Uh, uh, Bill Cowher. Bill Cowher. We were scheduled to do his party this past August, but, you know, yeah. COVID didn't allow it. Right, so, sure. So, yeah, so, you know, that's one of the perks I get, having some fun doing that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Now, obviously, you, you played with Billy, some other legendary Lions. You were an executive when Barry was here. Who was, you know, and like I said, you got some of your friends that you've mentioned. In your opinion, gun to your head right now, who was, who was the best player that you played against in that, in that era? Best player I played against. There's two guys that come to mind immediately. One is, is kind of known and one wasn't so well known. Sure. But, man, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles had a nose tackle named Ken Clark. Okay. Ken was a beast, man. You know, he wasn't necessarily an all-pro, you know, regularly kind of guy. But, he, you know, he was a tough guy for me personally to play against. Um, sure. And uh, I think about him. I, I, I think about um, – uh, the linebacker for the Steelers, uh, 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 Jack Lambert. Okay. And it wasn't that he was just a hard hitter kind of guy. He was elusive. He was that that thin, you know, kind of linebacker, middle linebacker that you couldn't really lay a lick on because sure. he he was real wiry and, okay. and you know and, and and slippery. So I remember uh, the the great Lions game against the Steelers in '83. We beat them forty five to three on Thanksgiving oh. Day. And I was playing against uh, Lambert and couldn't get a lick on him. I remember telling him once, will you sit still so I can knock out of you? You know, <laughs> you can, We're at a podcast. You can say that okay, word out here. So, uh, you know, <laughs> just having fun, you know, that kind sure. of – so um, uh, he was he was a tough guy. So those, those two kind of come to mind immediately. Now, did you ever get to know Walter Payton? Yes, yes. Got to know Walter. Uh, great – the way I met Walter – was my senior year at UCLA, uh, you know, I had to, you know, came, my eligibility was up, and I had an agent who had several NFL guys, and so he was going to the Pro Bowl. So he took me over to the Pro Bowl, and I'm over in Hawaii hanging out with all the all pros, you that, know. That must have been rough. Oh, <laughs> yes, but I tell you, this is a great story. So I'm hearing this live music, right? Sure. And, and from the back of this hotel. And, uh, you know, as we get closer, we get closer, we look at it, and we get there, and and um, Walter Payton is on drums. Uh, Todd Christensen is playing guitar. Okay. A bass. Sure. Bubba Baker is playing guitar. Wow. And, you know, those guys are jamming. So then, I, naturally, I sit in because, you know, I was a ba- I'm a bass player. And that's how I got to know Walter Payton. And then when I got with the Lions and, you know, Bears, we would always keep in touch. And, you know, during the course of the game or before or after, man, you're jamming, you're playing, you know, sure. kind of thing. And that's how I met Walter Payton. And uh, he was, he's a drummer, heck of a drummer. Okay. And, and one of the things, and we, we had talked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we, you know, meet people that you that you idolize or, you know, my, my story was, was Mariano Rivera that, like, you know, someone that was a legend – on the field, but then they were great to everybody. Yeah. And that was the reputation that Walter had was like he yeah. was always on. He never there was never a bad story about Walter. There was no. never him snap he signed every autograph. He he was just always there. Is that would you would you yeah, testify to no that? No doubt about it. And for closer friends, Walter had this little thing where you if you walk up to him, he would take his hand, you know, while it's down 
and punch you in your, your gonads. Or, or oh, okay. Not, not little, punch little you, but tap, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. We're like, okay, Walter, <laughs> you know, quit it, damn it. You know. Well, that, they said he had massive hands, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. he had huge. I mean, that's why he could carry the ball one handed. His hands yeah. were so big, he could almost, right? I mean, palm the football. <laughs> yeah, he, he. What a great, what a great guy. You know, very yeah, cool. Yeah, great, great guy. So, so, so. Sticking with legends, so I, I thought I'd throw this one at you because it you you obviously played with, in my opinion, two of the goats. Uh, you were you you played with Marino and you played with Elway. Right. So I'm going to throw you my top five NFL quarterbacks of all time. And you give me yours. Obviously, those two are going to be in it. So I go I go Brady one. Obviously, I'm biased. Yeah. Montana, Marino three, Elway four, and then I have Steve Young, Warren Moon tied for fifth. So break give me your give me your five top quarterbacks of all time. Uh, it's hard for me to dispute that, man. I'm I might be in agreement with you. Uh let me see. I yeah. I you know, obviously I'm biased with Marino and, and Elway. Those two I mean, you know, to be in to, to say I was in the same huddle that's, with them. That's the see that's where I mean you could just <laughs> we could just give you the mic and just tell us stories about yeah. the huddle. Like how uh, were those guys in the huddle? Two different guys. Marino Marino in the huddle was a um Old school, you know, f bombing, f bombing, get getting your butt kind of, you know, guy, sure. kind of like Brady is now. Yeah, type and, of thing. and Elway was more of a, you know, hey, come on, man, you know, the, the, you know, right. Rollins, you know, we got him right where we want him, you know, sure. more of that kind of guy. So they, they're two different personalities in the huddle, but uh, you know, both both great great players. Um, I'm I'm a big I, I I hear you about Brady. You you can't deny him. You know, with all the all of his accomplishments, you can't. Sure. I try to find a way not to like Brady. Of course, being a Steeler guy, yeah, yeah no, and, I understand. But you can't. Yeah. You can't. You I got mean, you got to give it to him. And, and like I said, you know, you know, Connor wrote that column a few weeks ago that you know it looks like so far. I mean, I know obviously he had a stinker on Sunday night against the Saints. We talked about that ad nauseum on Tuesday, but you know, it's no. clear that that I mean. He is what made that team go, and I've obviously I've read a lot of books on that. I read Mike Holly's book and some of the other ones. I mean, just what that guy did with with limited weapons, yeah. you know, and taking less money. You know, it's I, like I said, I'm bitter because I'm a fan and I'm pissed he left my team. But right. you know, he finally got paid and he's finally got all stars around him, like that he only had a few years in in New England. So good for him to do yeah. that. But I think know, we're watching. I think we're watching one of the. The greats right now in uh, Mahomes. You yes, know. it's I, definitely looking like that. Yeah. That script. If he stays healthy, yeah, God bless him. That that he's kind of on that track. I mean, uh, I think we're watching one of the great ones now. Too. It, it it seems like I said this on Tuesday's show. It seems like they're kind of in coast mode right now. That that yeah. they'll be back in the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously the Steelers are going to have something to say about it in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, but uh, it definitely seems like they're going to be. In that AFC Championship game, you can might as well just book their ticket for that game right now. Seems that way, doesn't you know? It? Yeah. And then who, you know, like I said, because the NFC is going to be a dogfight, and yeah. it, it seems like there's only two really legit teams in the AFC. Everyone kind of seems to be Jekyll and Hyde, so it's going to be, you know, a strange playoffs. But you know that that going back to that era that you played in, you know, with those guys in the huddle. I mean, you know, again, one wild card team. There was only 28 teams, and I mean. Give breakdown for, for like the layperson like me who you know only played flag football. You know how how much has the game changed? It seems like all they want is offense. You, I know, you're an offensive guy. You're an offensive lineman. But how much has the game changed from when you retired to when you were an executive to to now when you watch it every Sunday? Uh, the, the big, you know, I don't want to sound like that old. Sure. You know that old. Let's dude do it. Back Let's in be the two day. old dudes. Right but here. but one of the things that. I watch that I think is the the 
the what am I trying to say? The level of play or the the uh, techniques are just out the door. There's no fundamentals. There's no fundamentals, okay. man. Um, uh, I look at games and 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 I learned this kind of during my Lions front office days. You know, being on the outside and watching. Seems like teams now just teach their guys how to run plays. Sure. You know, individual periods where they work on technique and all that's kind of out the door. And to me, I think I think they kind of got it backwards. Because if you're if you're a technician, it'll help you to win more versus just being able to run the plays and be an X and sure. O's guy. You know. So I, I especially offensive line play. I watch offensive line play, and I just want to throw up sometimes. The technique is so bad. Technique is just, you know, they just they snap the ball and they wrestle for three or four seconds. You know, sure. they, they, there's no back then we had to um, we had to deliver a blow. Sure, you know, like when you when you pulled and trapped somebody, you want to run through them. Right. You want to, and there there were a lot more collisions. And I know that. They want to try to get minimize, you know, minimize that. But um, you know, it's just it's a, it's just a different game. I look at some of these some of these, uh, you know, the tackling is 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 terrible. Porous. And I look at these hurdlers, man. Back in the day, you'd never have a guy able to hurdle over another guy, right? Because he's just trying to go low and knock his feet from under him instead of wrapping up and ta- tackling him, you know. So, so that part of the game is changed, and you know, like sounding like that old fuddy, you know, back in my day. Of course, of course. You know, but that, I watch it sometimes, and I, I cringe. You're just like, man, what am I, what am I looking at? Yeah, and then, and then, you know, like that old bitter dude, you know, sure. look at all the money they're make doing so much less, you right? Know, yeah. And, uh, you know, training camps are easy, and and you know, no double days and no pads, and you know, so I I don't want to sound like that kind of guy, but yeah. but it's crazy how much but, the game has changed, right? Yeah, I mean, they yeah. you, no contact during practice, like you said, the the, the training camp, no two days, it's it's completely gone the other way. It's like the, the you, I mean, you know, I said you're 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 a little few years older than me, but it's like the wussification of America, right? Like, you know, oh, we're man. not Let me tell you, we're you not know, teaching fundamentals and it's all about flashiness and 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 whatever. And I think it's true with most of the sports now. Yeah. You look across it, where are these fundamentals going? I think back to to my Miami days with Don Shula. Don Shula, we never took the pads off. Sure. You know, Saturdays we were we had pads on. That's crazy. We may not have hit Sure. But we had the pads on for conditioning for in that Miami Heat, you know, and everything. Uh, Shula was big, and Shula's one of his lines. I'll never forget it. It was good enough for the seven two, 72 Dolphins, and you know, it's good enough. We, we did it that way, and and that's the perfect team. So, he how was can gonna, you argue with that? Yeah, you can't. You couldn't argue with it. But every day was pads all year long. You know how. Some teams start taking the pads off around November, you sure. know, and trying to ease up and rest up the guys. Not Don Chula. We wore pads every day of the week, uh, all year long. Well, and that's what they say about about Belichick too. Is is and I've I've made this when we've talked about Patricia on this show and how how bad things are going. You know, it's like the one thing when, when you know some of those teams that the Patriots beat. I mean, the, talent wise, they were inferior, but it was their conditioning. Because he's one of the few coaches that still makes his guys run. Yeah. They run all the time. And, yeah. and most organizations are lacking that now, right? They don't yeah. have that old school mentality of, you know, it's it's almost like 
the the whole Sun Tzu art of war thing, right? It's like yeah. wear your opponent down and and be you might not necessarily be the most talented team. I mean, look at that Rams team that they beat in the Super Bowl for the first ring. You know, and, and I'm sure, like I said, you saw, you've seen all this happen in the NFL. Conditioning and 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 being in the right place at the right time and knowing what the hell you're doing will help you beat a superior opponent. That's what makes football so good. I think that's why we see so many injuries now in the beginning of the year because these guys aren't in pro football, hard, you know, pro football shape until maybe fourth game of the year, crazy, you know, or something like that because training camps and things are, you know. Back in the day, here we go. You here know, we back go. in the day, you know, you had six weeks of double days. You know, four preseason games and two, you know, two weeks prior to uh, preseason. Sure. In double days, you know, and so when the season kicked off in September, you were in tip-top shape, you sure. know, and ready to play football. Yeah, and- it's amazing how you know, and I think. Again, your just knowledge of the game is so phenomenal. That's why I wanted to have you come in here, and we're going to have you to continue to come in. You you look at that, and you're right. And it's it's the the players' association has continued to push for for player safety and and less contact and 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 all that. And and I think the one thing that as crappy as 2020 has been, you look at COVID, and I've made this just talking football with my buddies and stuff. It's like this has shown you that. As, as crappy as they are to watch, you know, the, 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 you know, they shouldn't be charged tickets for them, but they need preseason games. And they're talking about reducing those games because yeah. then, you're, you know, they're talking about expanding the season, cutting the preseason. You know, no. Leave the preseason games. They should be free to the general public, you know, because the, the stars aren't playing. But those guys need it just for their conditioning and for their health, right? Because you know, you're seeing all the injuries this year is well, nuts. Well, two, you know, just so – just for – for shits and giggles, you know, uh, we, you look at it though. The game has changed in the sense that these guys are bigger, stronger, faster, faster, and stronger now. And so, you know, maybe you have to uh, uh, temper it down a little bit to, uh, you know, to counterbalance all this uh, manliness going on sure, out sure. there. Because man, these guys are beasts. These guys are beasts. Look at a DK Metcalf, right? <laughs> you know, I look mean. at yeah, these guys are beasts, man. You know. Uh, big, strong, fast—you know that whole thing. So, so maybe you have to control it because it—it's it, it, otherwise it would be ridiculous. So, sure. you know, just you know, just for sake of argument and throwing that out there, maybe, maybe, maybe they're on the right path with all the concussions and the sure. and the thought processes and and God knows I I see some guys from my era and I just say Lord, you know that that game really. Really did them in, you know. Well, you look uh, at some guys like Mike Webster, right? I yeah, mean, that, that you know, Webby, you know, and I know several other guys that just barely getting around. And I thank God, you know, I, I get around pretty good. And, you do. And, you know, whole thing. But, man, some of these guys, I, I go, whoa, man, you know, that game took its toll on me. How's Lomas doing physically? Lomas is in great shape. Lomas looks like he could play wide receiver right now, man. He, <laughs> he has lost a ton of weight in great shape. Uh, so you know he he's spreading the love, man. So he's, go. he's got okay. several of us involved, and so I'm trying to uh, bring sexy back too. There it is. <laughs> you know? Like I said, you look phenomenal from Thanks, the last man. time I saw you a few years ago. But yeah, I mean, what, again, what a, what a cool opportunity to have you in here today, just to kind of talk. So um, we might as well end the show, you know, with with kind of this year's. We mentioned, you know, that the you know the Chiefs and the Steelers look like the teams to beat in the AFC. Kind of talk about the Lions a little bit. I know you did last week on the call. Um, it, it's it's definitely time to um, 
you know, take the uh, P- Patricia Quinn regime out to the uh, the tarmac and uh, and bust a cap in it, right? I mean, it's it's time to move on, right? Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I I never advocate you know somebody losing their job, so I'll stay I'll stay you know positive. But you know, there there needs to be a, a culture change um, here. Um, that's CB's it, favorite word when it comes to football. Is it? Yeah, he it, loves it's culture, culture, it seem, culture win. It seems, it, you know, if I'm, it seems to be okay to be okay. Sure. And and that that's not good, man. You, you know, uh, even when I was in the front office during during you know the '90s and that kind of thing. I used to say to our players, man, y'all are the coolest football players I've ever seen in my life. It's not a cool game. You know, where's our where's our Ray Lewis type personality, you know, that comes out before the game and does that dance right, or fires everybody or fire, up. You know, what you got to you got to let these guys be themselves, but you got to be able to corral that and handle that. And so a lot of the times inferior Inferior people in charge sure. would rather get rid of personalities versus then deal with them. And but personalities are what make the game, make you a lot of the times the winners. Sure. Uh, uh, gifted people are off center. You know, sometimes that's what makes them awesome. You <laughs> you think Bill Parcells like dealing with Lawrence Taylor? Of course not. All every day of the week, but come Sunday, he, he knew, knew he what he on. knew what he was getting. Right. So Ditka, a lot of, Ditka and Richard Dent butted heads throughout their playing. So his a career, lot of right? these guys today, rather than deal with those personalities, they get rid of them because they can't handle them. Well, those personalities are what win win you games. Sure, you know, and, and a team, a team is a a, 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 co- a collection of bunch of everybody some preachers you know some jews some catholics right some thugs you know that's that's what a team is but you sure. got to be able to corral that and I'm, i made no mistake about it i i'm a mike tomlin fan not sure. because kevin colbert and i are great friends and mike tomlin is today's nfl coach okay i, I tell you why he he's he's super sharp you know Mentally and articulate, you know, in the whole thing. Uh, his interviews are just some of the best sure. interviews you ever want to see. But then I've been there, and I know he still has his hood side. You know, you won't see it. The media and the, every, and the public won't see it. Sure. But Mike still can talk to talk and keep it 100, you know, okay, like they sure, say with yeah. the players. And, okay. And, you know, and, and I think you got to have that. Interesting. And then lastly, I think he, he handles the media better than any coach I've seen in a long time. He That's today's NFL football coach, okay. Mike Tomlin. So now, all right, so we, let's go down a quick wormhole here. So you, you, your best friend is Kevin Colbert. You just spoke highly of uh, of Mike Tomlin. Scale of one to, from 1 to 10 – how crazy is AB? Is it just off the ignorant. charts? Is he nuts? Ignorant. Ignorant and nuts. Okay. N- ignorant nuts, you know. But by what I'm hearing, not just to be critical. Sure. I'm hearing that uh, he's supposedly, you know, getting things together and starting I mean, to realize that, that, you know, error of his ways. Sure. And I uh, hope that's, that is the case because he's a heck of a talent. Absolutely. And I think that's any walk of life, whether it's family, business, foot sports, 
music, right? We all we we're all different. Like you kind of you made the analogy with with football player with a football team, and I always try to tell this. You know, as I'm one of the older guys or the people that I work with at my my day job, and it's like you know you all don't have to love each other. You don't have yeah. to go and 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 break bread every night and have a few drinks or whatever people do, but. You know, when you, no matter what it is, you got to respect what the other person brings to the table, yeah. and that they can offer something, no matter what walk of life we're talking about, right? And I yeah. think, like you said, with the the talent thing and and and, and teams not putting up with guys because they're like you said a little bit off kilter because they're so talented. You know, it, it it definitely holds true. And and in terms of AB, everyone just you know everyone makes mistakes. We're all human. You deserve a second chance, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone deserves. Oh, everybody deserves deserves his checks he's had two or three but true he, he does you know it's almost like real quick you know in the political world when did having a difference of opinion become hate it's crazy crazy you know the difference of opinion is what america's built on most definitely well that was a great way to end the show this show was an absolute blast larry lee thank you thank you, you carried man. me through the show good seeing you again good B. seeing you we definitely want to have you in here at least once a week if your schedule allows it whatever mads and clarence kind of work out because your your football knowledge i mean you just showed it there to our, our listeners just just some of the cool stories you told um much love to uh clarence on his uh, secret spy mission mads hope you feel better uh, my family, my wife Angela, my kids Aubrey and Declan, love you. Uh, this has been The Wrap.